We ready? Oh, you ready? I think so. I'm going to assume we're ready. Gonna act like we hey are. everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers. I'm here with my co-host. Oh, I have a sort of title this time. <laughs> he got he got a raise or a promotion. There we go. Kyle Chambers <laughs> is his name. Um, he picked the to- topic for this week. In today's sort of, global yeah. economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. It's an interesting one. It he is. sent it to me. He said, we just have to be careful how we talk about it. So he okay. found an article from Industrial Safety and Hygiene News. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how I found it. And so it's about the legalization of marijuana and how that affects the workplace. Yes. I think it's a very relevant topic. I agree, and it's getting more and more relevant by the day, just about. So before you go into this, I pulled up a little map oh, that's about where it's legal, not legal. So there's some in there's between. Like shades of gray. Yeah, yeah, there's shades of green on here. Y'all probably can't oh, see it. shades of green. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so there are states that it's fully legalized in, there are states that it's legal medically and it's decriminalized, decriminalized, there are states that it's just medical, mm-hmm. there are states that have some decriminalization, and there are states that it's totally illegal. So the shades of green are kind of hard to count. I've tried several times, that's why my paper's fold in <laughs> half, I kept, and I said forget it. So there's... Nine states that it's fully illegal in. Okay. Still fully illegal. It's totally legal in nine states plus Washington, D.C. Really? So about equal on the opposite ends of the spectrum. So that gives us 18 states. So there's 32 states that it's somewhere in between. Interesting. And I'm not really sure. I wouldn't have expected expected that. What? That it was legal in that many? Well, so balanced almost. It is. (laughs) Like truth that you know people see things. Whoops! So I'm spilling oh my here. gosh! <laughs> truth that people see things you know uh, on both sides of the spectrum pretty equally. Yeah, and it's um, almost balanced on the sides of the United States. Like uh-huh, yeah, on the west side kind of has more. Right. But on the east coast, we still have you know four states plus DC. So hmm. it's kind of yeah, it's even even. Interesting. Um. So, I don't know what decriminalization entails. Like, maybe you just get a ticket for having it. I, I meant to look it up before we got started. Well, hey, and I didn't... if you know, yeah, let us know. If... Comment on LinkedIn, send us an email, whatever. Yeah, if you know. I know that in Texas... Oh, it's not totally illegal. No, Texas it looks has like a, it's... a medical spot. Well, it's CBD only. I did look that oh, really? up. I thought they had like an actual... Thing in Texas, Let's see if I still have it's in like San Marcos or something. I don't have the link still we'll, pulled we'll, up. We'll pull it up. It's it's CBD only, and Kyle can I can have him post the link to <laughs> where I found this. This was updated as of October of 2019, so that's it's pretty, yeah, that's yeah. this month. Yeah. So, um, so that's just a little what's legal, what's not, and so this article didn't really have much information. It just kind of sparked the topic mm-hmm. that you know there need to be safety procedures in place. Yeah. For this, since it's 
you know, a topic. It's yeah. becoming legal. Yeah. And even, like, well, medically. Mean, and the country's had, and workplaces have had, you know, many years experience dealing with alcohol. Right. Right? I mean, heck, back when I was supervisor at Best Buy, I used to have fun with the guys that come in hungover. You know, I'd make sure to put them in bright lights, and but, you know, that's another story. Um, but you, you know how people respond to alcohol as a point. And, and you know what, uh, you know how long it takes to wear off. Mm-hmm. Well, how long does it take for weed to wear off? That was my question. That was another thing I wanted to look up before we started this, and I just <laughs> ran out of time. No, but these are all good questions, so that you really have to have to ask is like, how long does it take for it to wear off? Does it impair your judgment for a longer period of time? I mean, even after the the primary effects have worn off, what, what if there's impaired judgment afterwards? Um, you know, on some job sites they do alcohol testing, and like you had better not have drank anything in the last forty eight hours. Because they're not going to risk any impairment on the job site at all. Yeah. Um, it'd be very interesting to find out uh, more information here. So that's exactly what I thought about when I read through this article. Yeah. Is it's kind of, uh, I know it's not the same thing as alcohol, but I feel like it's the same as far mm-hmm. as safety procedures and whatnot. I guess, again, we'd have to see, you know, the studies on how long it takes yeah. you. But I would think it's kind of the same, like... The more you drink, uh-huh. the drunker you get. Yeah. The more hungover you are the next day, the mm-hmm. longer it takes for the alcohol to leave your system. Mm-hmm. I would think it's the same thing with marijuana. The yeah. more you smoke or the more of the edible you eat or right. however, however you is. consume it, yeah. the longer it's going to take for it to wear off and the more it impacts you. And I'm actually kind of, I don't know, might be wrong in saying this, but I'm a little less concerned about like the, uh, there's just like the edibles, right? You know, you go to Colorado, California, you can buy whatever. Um, Because the job site could still say we have a a, a zero tolerance policy for these things. Mm -hmm. So they can do a blood test and they can find out if Mm -hmm. if it's in you. Um, But when you have people that have medical marijuana, Right. It's a little little different. Right. So I think, you know, people where it's legal and you're doing it mm-hmm. recreational, that's easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. I agree. Drug yeah, tests, I mean, we've been doing that for a while anyways. And, yeah. you know, if it, I mean, I don't know how those states that are handling it that are legal states, um, but I would assume in the same fashion that they handle alcohol and drinking yeah. on the job. So, right. So if it's medically mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, for, for someone that's, you know, an office worker, okay, I guess I, not too worried unless you're dealing with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, technical engineering stuff that, that might require more keen concentration. But, you know, what would scare the mess out of me is, you know, if this is a forklift operator or a crane operator and you're dealing with very large, dangerous loads, it's a little scary. Yeah, I would think you wouldn't be allowed to... But, do that and th- I think that's what this article is talking about is mm-hmm. that we need to start having it's you know safety experts say Congress should consider workplace safety implications yeah so we need to start making some laws about what to do and what jobs you mm-hmm. can do um, and what's going to happen uh, yeah I mean my personal kind of political standpoint is that this is one of those things that should be left to the state to address but from an occupational health and safety standpoint should we not have an OSHA CFR regarding this CFR. Code of Federal Regulations. Okay. So it's, it's um, like the OSHA rules. Well, I guess the problem is, because they're saying Congress should consider it, but it's recreational and med- medical marijuana are still prohibited federally. Right. So. I, I know. The federal it's... law is saying it's not legal, so yeah. why should Congress address it? 
Well, you know, that could get into a greater political argument, which is why I say it would be interesting if, if OSHA stepped in, because um, OSHA is one of these uh, kind of federal organizations, you know, that uh, they, they make and they write and they enforce the safety laws. Mm-hmm. Totally bypasses Congress. Congress gave them the authority to do this a long time ago without their input. But they are federally funded. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's it's interesting. That's a fine line. I mean, I say from my own political standpoint, about as political as I want to get on here, but I think this is something that should totally be a state's rights issue. Um, well, it is. <coughs> I mean, each state is determining right. if it's legal or not for their state. And, and I, I totally agree with that, but it is a very interesting thing, though. They're talking about, well, Congress should pass legislation, but then, like, What's the uh, the byproduct of that legislation? If, like you said, it is it's it's federal, you know, it's banned across the nation mm-hmm. at the federal level, but it's not enforced at the federal level. I don't understand what you mean by that. Well, you don't have, um, you know, the the DEA knocking on, on anyone's door in California or Colorado because they're selling weed. Oh yeah, it's not being enforced. Yeah, they're not chasing them down. Yeah, so then it's like, well. What grounds would you have? Because, I mean, I'm thinking about OSHA, right? You know, there's a CFR for, uh, you know, forklifts. There's one for cranes. There's one for slings. There's, there's one for everything. There's a standard for all of these so safety topics. So, it seems, topics. I mean, of course, again, when I read this and started considering this topic, it seems that OSHA would be the one to enforce it. But I didn't realize that they were federally funded. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a federal... So, then that a British... becomes a, a problem. Yeah, they're the part... They're, OSHA is a part of the Department of Labor, and I would assume everyone knows what OSHA is, but if not, you know, um, it's the Occupational Health and Safety Administration. So it is a Safety part. Safety and Health. Yeah. OSHA. Uh-huh. You said it backwards. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, but it's part of the Department of Labor, and so they have the authority to um, write and enforce the safety rules for, uh, for federal work. And so they have, uh, you know, I wish I could remember the standards, but they have they have things on there for alcohol, like it would stand to reason that this would be mm-hmm. next uh, next in line. Um, but I've been a little bit on the safety game for uh, for low wall, so I don't really know what uh, what is or isn't there. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, it, we should we should have looked that up. There's a we're a little underprepared. I feel like for this. A little. That's another thing that we should look up. Or again, if you guys yeah. know if OSHA has anything regarding marijuana and the use of it in the workplace, mm-hmm. let us know. We'd be interested to know. Well, but this is what I think a lot of organizations should be doing, is just having these open conversations of what do we need to know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, oh, gosh, I can't tell you how many problems could be solved if folks literally just sat down and talked about what they didn't know. You know, I was listening to uh, uh, Simon Sinek's latest uh, book Infinite Game, and so he was talking about when a new CEO of Ford came in, and how his number one struggle is that no one in his uh, executive management team that he inherited would dare talk about any problems they had in the organization, and so they would have their weekly meeting, and everyone's showing nothing but green across the charts. They're it's all, all good. Great. Yeah, it's all good. And so he kept saying, um, "Well, we're losing money. I-, I need to know what's going on. Why are we losing money?" And he said this went on for weeks until one guy finally put something as yellow on his <laughs> weekly presentation. And then uh, were others more inclined to speak up? Not immediately. In fact, they were scared. He was scared to death he was going to lose his job for doing that. And no one else expected him to be there the next week. Mm. And so it took 
time, but you know, that he uh, he was able to shift the culture, but like, this is what people need to do. You just got to sit down and say, you don't know. hey, th- there could be problems here. Yeah. You talk about risk analysis and risk assessments and, you know, people have these risk registers. This is why I get so mad about a risk register. It's because risk register doesn't do any of this. Like, you don't get to sit down and actually have a conversation about it. You just put it on a spreadsheet so that you can mark off that you got it done. So you can turn the box green. Okay. Well, not green like that, but green. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to have these open, honest, and frank discussions. And uh, I know this is kind of getting off top of where we're starting on, but uh, this is something that I see in uh, especially with third-party audits. Because third-party audit, you know, I, I'm the I'm the bad guy, effectively, the way at least I'm perceived when the audit starts. But he's the least bad guy. Yes. That yes. you can get. <laughs> um, and so I go in there uh, to do the audit, and everyone has their best face on, which, I mean, you need to. Because mm-hmm. you're there to represent your company. You're there to get the certification. Um, but if you're going to try to show that best possible version of yourself and that best possible version of your company, the easiest way to do it is to have all your ducks in a row on paper mm-hmm. and hand it to the auditor and say, here it is. Here's everything I did, which I recommend doing when you can. Yeah. But risk is one of those things that's very hard to do sometimes because sometimes your, your risk analysis occurred in three hour long conference conferences you know mm-hmm. over a pot of coffee or whatever it is just trying to get the problem solved um and sometimes those are those are hard to show and i think i think people avoid having those conversations because they can't document the results very well that's true it makes sense and that's why i'm so adamant so, that that you know even though this is a real short article like I think it's doing exactly what it was intended to do. It would be interesting to see. um, Well, we can talk about that. (laughs) Um, So they have quotes from somebody that is the president of the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine. Hmm. Um, He talks about how there's not much known about it, but we know it can cause impairment, and that will certainly interfere with safe and acceptable performance. Um, he said that it's really concerning for those individuals working in safety sensitive positions where impairment can affect the health and safety of other workers, customers, the general public or others. Yeah. I mean, mean, absolutely. Which is really just the whole point of the article. And I guess you just have to look at your company and consider what position, but then you don't know. I mean, are, if you have a medical marijuana card, are you required to provide that to your employer? That's a real good point. Because that's medical issues, yeah. And that's supposed to be HIPAA. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's supposed to be protected. That's protected information. So I wonder how these states that have it legalized. You know, I would think it would be the same as like maybe people that are on uh, uh, pain pills, right? Because some of those pain pills are still in the class, you know, they're opiates. Mm -hmm. And so you're not supposed to be on those, but, but you have those. And I've done, when I was safety manager, like, I did a lot of drug tests on people. I never once had any legal um, item pop up on a drug test. So, like, say for because pain pills, right? Yeah. So if you're and on they're prescription legally pain pills, prescribed, yeah, you know, but gonna, they don't have to notify their employer. Mm-mm. So I imagine it'd be the same here, but it's just kind of a it's a little bit more of a touchy subject, I guess. Because it's new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was reading this article and thinking about it, I thought, well, I wonder what they did when they 
legalized alcohol, but that was a long time ago, probably mm-hmm. before there was even OSHA <laughs> yeah, or yeah. forklifts or anything right, <laughs> that right, we right, need yeah. to worry about. Yeah, I don't think anyone so did it's a, a blood it's a alcohol new test. territory. It is. It is. Well, that's also a good point. It's like you, we haven't we haven't had to deal with anything like this Mm-mm. since I mean, when was prohibition ended? What the forties? I, no I don't idea. know. Um, things I probably should know, but I don't. But it's been a while. But I mean, pain pills. Like I mean, I want to say a lot of times they're abused, but I really, you know, I don't know the statistics, yeah. so I can't say that. But like you said, they'll show up in a drug test, mm-hmm. and as long as you provide a prescription and say no, I'm allowed yeah. to be on them. Yeah. But then, do you let your forklift operator keep operating a forklift, knowing they're on pain pills? That's that's a good question. Um. It's one I wish I had some experience. I mean, I say that. It's one I wish I knew more about. Maybe not wish yes, I had experience about. Yes, there you go. That's a, that's a better thing. Because <laughs> um, I've, I've never had anyone uh, with that before. Now, I had someone once uh, show up and actually had, like, very minute trace of marijuana in their system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was kind of fun to, uh, to deal with. Because I think, it, like, if you do a hair follicle test, that oh. will last for... Long time. Like a month? Two months? As long as your hair's been there. So, I mean, but you're not still impaired by it. No. You know what I'm saying? So no. it's. Well, and a lot of companies have these zero tolerance policies. And so that's the thing. It's like, if it is a zero tolerance policy, I mean, I would think the only, like, when you make that exception. And what about the states where say, it's legal? That's what I was about to say. The states where it's legal, they're obviously more open minded. Yeah. So do their companies have a zero tolerance policy? Or are they like, well, it's huh. legal. We need employees. So. That's a very good point. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with uh, alcohol, but alcohol doesn't show up in a hair follicle. It gets burned through your system yeah. real quickly. Um, it's easier to get rid of the evidence. Huh. Those are very good questions. We don't have any answers for you guys this week, but these are all good questions. Okay, so <laughs> a couple of things before we wrap up. One, Kyle mentioned that book. What was that book? Uh, Infinite Game. It's uh, by Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek. That's the same guy that wrote The Start With Why that we talked mm-hmm. about. That I still haven't finished reading, but I'm Shame. I'm listening to something on Audible right now, or not Audible, a different, anyways, platform. <laughs> so I'm listening to it, and I've got so many days left. And when I'm done with that, then maybe I'll get with start back with start with why. And so Kyle wants to do. I want to do you know, a mini series on this this book. The like, book he's he's really excited about. It's amazing. So it really that may amazing. be coming down the pipe. Yes. So some things we talked about that we would really like your input on, on, and we don't usually get a whole lot of input, but I'm hoping that this will spark enough interest and debate. I hope so. Um, What does decriminalization mean? Yeah. Um, Are you in a state that it's legal? How is it handled? Do you know if there's anything in the OSHA policies regarding marijuana and where it's legal? And what are your thoughts on how this should be handled since OSHA is federally funded, but it's federally illegal and states are late. Help us out. Let us know. Like we want to start this conversation and have it with you guys. And regardless where you stand on the spectrum of illegal, legalized, like whatever it is. It's still an issue that needs to be handled. Yeah. I mean, it's still happening. How do we handle it? How do we keep people safe? Yeah. And, you know, not infringe on, on their freedoms. So, you know, you can, Kyle posts our podcast on all mm-hmm. kinds of platforms. You can always message us <laughs> or email us. Um, but we would really like to hear what you have to say. And maybe we'll, we'll have a follow-up episode if we have enough interest. Oh, yeah. And there's any number of ways. It's comment on the thing on LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever it is. Or just leave a comment through like a iTunes or Spotify, like all sorts mm-hmm. of ways. 
all yeah. sorts of ways to get us information. All right. If this one doesn't you get you guys talking, then nothing will, and we'll just keep talking to ourselves. That works for me. <laughs> all right. See y'all later.